Welcome into a very special edition of Locked On Titans, celebrating the Titans' win over the Chiefs. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you? I am. Uh, I'm dumbfounded. I don't know what to think. I, I did not see that coming. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We'll get into all that uh, before we get started. One, Terry and I write for MusicCityMiracles.com. Cover the Titans there for SB Nation. Check that out. We'll have you know everything you want to know about this game, next week's game, all that stuff. So check that out. Uh, subscribe to the, t- to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Locked On Titans. You can search it there, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Do that. helps us. That way you'll get um, the newest episodes as soon as they're available as well. So check that out. Rate and review. That helps us as well. Um, and then we've got an entire Locked On network. So if you like this show, if you want to hear about the other teams, they're in the playoffs, NFL draft, if you're an NBA guy, any of that stuff, um, you can you can you can check all that stuff out. So so search those out as well. All right, so uh, Titans win a playoff game. Uh, it's been a really long time since we've been able to say that. Uh, I've been running MusicMiracles.com since 2006, and this is the first first Titans playoff win I've ever gotten to cover. Covered this is the third playoff game, uh, but they lost the first two. So um, wild wild game. Uh, you know, so so many ups and downs. Like so many Titans games this year, get off to a, a really slow start. Uh, dig yourself a hole. But say what you want about this team. Say what you want about Mike Malarkey. They never stop battling. They never give up. And you can tell these guys love playing for him. And there was no there was no quit in that sideline. Even down fourteen, there was no hanging their heads. I mean, they were they played this from the opening whistle to to the last whistle and I, I think that says something about the guys on this team and about Mike Malarkey as a coach yeah I think the big the biggest development today was the run game obviously uh we've talked about it all season long the Titans could just get this run game going uh they could they could really be something uh and you saw that in the second half especially uh running out of the shotgun running some no huddle stuff Derek Henry was an absolute hoss tonight. Uh, message received. Uh, he called himself soft a couple days ago. He comes out and just runs over the Chiefs. Uh, 191 yards from scrimmage. Uh, just a fantastic performance by him. Fantastic performance by this offensive line, blowing open holes for him. Uh, gutsy, gutsy performance at the end for uh, Marcus Mariota. Not the prettiest game statistically for him. Uh, again, we've kind of said that. He's not going to have pretty games in this system, uh, but this was how the Titans were supposed to win all along, uh, playing lights-out defense, which we saw in the second half. Uh, it was a shutout in the second half. Uh, running the football, controlling the game physically, that's Titans football right there. And you asked me this question, and so I will pose it to you here on the show. Was that Derrick Henry being better, the offensive line being better, or the Chiefs being bad against the run? I'm going to say some sort of combination. Uh, I, I don't think you can ignore how bad the Chiefs have been against the run, so we need to keep that in mind. And that was one of our, our matchups for the Titans that they had to exploit. Uh, but at the same time, it was good to see it because they've had plus matchups before. You know, They've had, been in good situations against San Francisco, against Indy, to run the ball, and they, they haven't. So it was just good to see the Titans finally do it. Uh, I thought they did some different things tonight. They did. They ran some a lot more from shotgun. It seemed. I don't have the numbers in front of me, uh, but no huddle stuff. It, it seemed to just. It seemed to open some things up. Uh, seemed to make things easier for Derrick Henry. 
Yeah, and one quick note. You'll probably be listening to this on Monday morning. We're recording it Saturday night right after the game. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, we just wanted to kind of jump on it and, and knock this out while, we're, while it was fresh on our minds. So just, just keep that in mind as you hear us refer to tonight and that kind of stuff. Uh, we're, we're recording Saturday night after the game. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, look, we, have, we talked a lot this week about uh, the way that he ran against Jacksonville. He talked about how he ran and how he didn't feel good about the game against Jacksonville. I know, Terry, you had con- these concerns about Henry coming out of college, about how he didn't run to his size. He could get tripped up easily. You know, it was, it was tough for him to get up to full speed. Now, we know what he can do once he gets to full speed, but, you know, it, it was, it was kind of tough for him to get there. I thought today he made, tonight he made a concerted effort to stay going forward. He still, he still bounced runs when he was able to bounce them, but he wasn't trying to bounce everything. He was hitting the holes when they were there. He was getting positive yardage. He was dragging guys with him when he got hit, you know, the second level and that kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's what, that's what they need him to do. That's what this team has needed out of its run game all year long, and it, it hasn't gotten it uh, you know, for pretty much any game consistently throughout the, the course of a game. And, and you said earlier, this is, they, they've, had, they've had a lot of positive you know, matchups as far as the numbers are concerned in the run game, and they haven't been able to take advantage of them. They did that tonight. Obviously, you know, it's a great time to, to go ahead and do that, first round of the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I did think that Derrick Henry – looked like he was making a conscious effort to move forward, to hit holes, to run guys over when he got to the second level. And I, I didn't think we saw that from him last week. So we'll take that. Um, you know, and, and look, I mean, I think that you probably head into next season with him as, as the guy that, that is somewhat of the feature back. I and mean, we've talked about how we think that they're going to bring in a, a guy that can, they can help him in the passing game some. But, you know, I, I thought tonight he kind of – ease some of the concerns of him being able to be a guy that it, that you can count on in your run game, that you can kind of build your run game around. Now, again, he needs a compliment and all that stuff, and we've, we've talked about that, and we'll, we'll get into that at, at some point later down the road. But I, I thought tonight he made me feel better about his prospects going forward. I will say, and I, and I said it on Twitter during the game, um, he, he got Marcus Mariota killed on one play. And we, we've been killing the staff all year long about not getting Derrick Henry out there. But we saw tonight again that he still has some issues in, in, the, in the protection game when, when, it, when he's out there to block. Um, let, you know, let's a guy like Derrick Johnson come free. I mean, Marcus Mariota, like he'll, he'll fill that hit probably until next year. Um, so, I mean, there, there, there's still some issues there, but he didn't appear to go the wrong way on any run plays tonight, so that was good. So I, I'm just glad that this week he seemed better prepared overall for being, being the guy, uh, where it just looked like he had some issues with that last week. Ran with an attitude, too. Uh, finished. Yeah, he, he, he didn't dance. Uh, I, think, I think I only saw him bounce just really two or three runs to the outside. Uh, so when the hole was there, he hit it. Uh, so, I, I, again, I think he got the message – I think tonight you kind of saw uh, him stake his claim as I'm the leader of this backfield now. Uh, so we're pretty sure DeMarco Murray isn't going to be back. We're pretty sure the Titans are going to draft someone or bring somebody else in. But this is Derrick Henry's job going forward. This is what he was drafted to do. Uh, and finally, finally, we get a flash of bell cow Derrick Henry. Uh, and, man, it was, it was beautiful to watch. Uh, just just polar opposite from last week, and, and again, that is a much worse run defense than he faced last week. Let's let's be clear about that. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that he's going to do that every game. It's not going to happen. There's still going to be frustrations, but 
it was just really good to see the Titans winning at the line of scrimmage once again. Uh, I don't think they've done that since I, – I really can't tell you. Yeah, and I'm just here to tell you, like, when, when Derrick Henry last week during the week was saying, I ran soft, and it wasn't even like – I mean, Malarkey addressed it a little bit in the in the press conference on Monday. But, you know, Derrick Henry looked like he, he had – done a, a, an honest self-evaluation and said look this is something that i've got to fix i mean when guys when guys are willing to do stuff like that they're going to make improvements you you want to hear that from a guy you love to hear it from a guy so many times when you heard terry rubisky say later in the week uh that you know he thought derrick henry ran pretty well derrick henry didn't run well last week he looked terrible and derrick henry said he looked terrible so just good to see you know good to see him be able to evaluate himself in that way and then come back and, and make improvements and like you said yes it's, it's a much worse front um, there was a there was a lot more holes there and all that stuff, but good to see that you know. And I don't know what Demarco Murray's status will be this week. Um, we'll see if he's able to get back on the practice field. Here's what I hope though: if he is able to go, and I think I think if he's able to go, he can still have a role for this team this year. I think if it's if I think it's, it's third and eight. You probably want DeMarco Murray out there now. Henry showed now he can catch the ball and get up the field. You know, some people say he can't do that, which I just think is ridiculous. But we, again, with the protection issue, so if if it's if you're in these obvious long down passing situations, then I, I think if DeMarco Murray is healthy enough to be out there for that, I, I think you absolutely have him active and, and let him play that role. But they should not give him carries if they give him anything any more than like really one carry i think it's ridiculous derrick henry has shown that he is the better back right now yeah and man i, I just I, I can't see him playing still uh he, he's really banged up you know you go back to that video you saw last week of him walking around the end zone uh so he's been ruled out on back-to-back fridays i'm sure malarkey will beg for him to play uh, and, and plead for him to play. And, and again, he has value. It's just I, I'd be really scared to bring him back to, into this mix with Malarkey and Rubisky calling the shots because I love to give him carries. So I would just hate to see Murray eat up some of uh, Derrick Henry's touches. Yeah, like I said, that's my concern is that if he's active, they're going to try to – either give him back the number one job or you know at least give it like a 50 50 split and that would just be ridiculous i mean we saw tonight what what henry can do and that's what that's what they need that's what this team needs to be going forward because they've got uh they, they've got some issues i think on the outside with their receivers uh so moving to the passing game real quick it was good to see marcus mariota i mean he played well for the most part tonight through the one pick um, you know, and, and and part of that was a great play by Marcus Peters. I mean, he is on Corey Davis. He drops him like mid-route and, and goes back and jumps the route to Delaney. So Corey Davis could have run his route out more fully. Um, you know, you could see that when you saw the, the up-high view that, that Davis didn't finish his route. And, and Terry and I were talking about before we came on, that's been an issue for pretty much all the receivers on this team at times this year. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. But a lot of times it seems like they don't they don't finish their routes. Um, there were still so many times tonight where Marcus Mariota throws a ball to a guy, and there's like three receivers standing there within like five yards of each other, um, which that I just I don't yeah I don't understand it like I don't I, I really like I can't comprehend this offense again I, I just it, it blows my mind how bad it is. Um, so there was still some of that, but listen. 
Marcus Mariota put this team on his back in this game. I mean, him and Derrick Henry both. Obviously, Derrick Henry shouldered a big part of the load. But in the, in the passing game, uh, when Mariota had to make plays with his legs, he did. You saw him out there running the no huddle some. I mean, just how comfortable he looks in that. And he's checking plays at the line. I mean, he, he's doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the freak touchdown pass he threw to himself. I mean, you're not, not ever going to see that again. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I just – I feel – I feel better. I feel a lot better about Marcus Mariota than I did a month ago because I think we've seen glimpses of what he can do. And, you know, there were reports last week that a lot of the veterans on the team, guys like on the defense, like Arakpo and uh, Wesley Woodyard, I think were two that, that Paul Karski mentioned specifically, that they went to Marcus last week and said, look, go win these games for us. You have that ability. Go out there and do it. And he looks like a different guy. He's been a lot more willing to run. He doesn't slide when he gets when he gets out of the pocket, I mean, a couple times he could he could have gone down and he, he tried to get four for the extra, extra yard. You don't necessarily love that in the regular season, but in the playoffs when all of this is on the line, I just I like to see that that spirit from him and and I, my confidence level in him has always been pretty high. It took a little bit of a dip throughout the course of this season, but I'm almost back to where I was, you know, pre-injury last year. I mean, he just looks like he is out there and in control. And sure, it's still a bad throw. Uh, a lot, of, I mean, a few bad throws. He had Corey Davis later in the game and just like threw a bullet when he could have he could have floated it and let Davis run under it. I mean, you see some different stuff like that, but he he has restored my confidence in him, and I think in the right system, then I, I think you're going to see him flourish. He the last two weeks he's been a stone cold killer. At the end of the game, uh, the stats aren't pretty. Again, it's just not going to happen here. But when the Titans absolutely had to have a play today, you saw him scrambling. Uh, you saw him throw the freak pass to himself, just making a play uh, to to ice the game. You know, you saw him out throwing a lead block for Derrick Henry. What quarterback does that? Uh, so you know they, they don't make him like Marcus Mariota. Uh, and I'm I'm very glad he's he's our quarterback right now. Uh, you know, you're still seeing the frustrations with this offense, though. You're still seeing it in the passing game. You're seeing, like you said, the having two receivers in the same spot should never happen. It, two, they get three at, at times. Three. Yeah, and it seems to happen two, three, four, five times a game. And you know, that's where you, you're seeing these these interceptions come from you, you saw the the pick today came he was trying to force it into delaney walker so you've got two receivers there and Corey davis might have screwed up we were, we were talking about that uh, still it, it at this point it's on this coaching staff you know it, how many times are you going to make the same mistakes how many times are you going to blame the receivers before you take some blame on yourself you know at some point the message isn't getting through uh so it, it's on the staff to clean that up. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about receivers making mistakes or, or being in the wrong spot. Either something is too hard or they're making something too difficult. Uh, I don't really that, – that's my main frustration w- with this offense. It just seems like they make things so hard, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a stat that Clay Travis just tweeted, and I probably would, would fact check this because you know sometimes his, his stats are a little are a little uh, shaky. But uh, seven for seven Titans were on third down, second half of that game, and that's unbelievable in that atmosphere in the playoffs. I mean that that's you know, and that's you don't you don't get that unless your quarterback is 
is out there, you know, dealing. And that's what Marcus was doing. And like you said, I mean, he has been. He's been a closer these last two weeks. And he's done that all year. I mean, for the most part this year, minus really, I guess really the, the trip out west, minus those couple of games, when he's had the ball in his hands at the end of games, that they've they've come back and won games. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't really lacked that. Um, but it's just, it's, it's good to see. It looks like he's playing with confidence and he's back to, I, I still think he's staring down receivers a little bit. Now, you know, part of that could be if there are three guys going to the same spot, where else are you going to look? But, um, I, I still, I still think we saw a little bit of that tonight, but he looks more comfortable breaking contain in the pocket, that kind of stuff. Like I, I thought at times this year, he kind of stared down the rush and then took too long to decide what he wanted to do. He wasn't doing that tonight. I mean, he was back there. If it wasn't there, he was moving, um, still with his eyes up looking downfield. I know that's one of the, the criticisms I saw somebody write about him this week was that he doesn't, when he, when he breaks the pocket, he's not looking to, to extend the play and still throw that he's looking to, he, he's just looking to run at that point. I thought tonight he did a good job of, of still looking to, to throw, on those plays, I mean, obviously that's what you saw um, on the on the play where he threw a touchdown to himself. Um, that's what you saw. There was another big play to Delaney Walker over the middle where he kind of did that same thing, broke out, throw it back. There was, I think there was one to Jonu as well. So um, you know, he, he just he looks he looks different than he has all year. And listen, we've said really from the beginning of this season, like if Mariota's playing well, this team has a chance to to, to win games. Okay, now. Don't know who the opponent is next next week yet, um, so obviously we'll be keeping an eye on that. Obviously, it's going to be better competition on both sides of the ball than, than what the Titans saw tonight. But if Marcus Mariota is playing well, you can at least give them a little bit of a, of a chance because you just saw tonight he's special. He can make things happen, when, especially when the chips are down. That was the whole thing. Remember in, in the middle of the season when we were all down and – and we were just writing this team off. It was because Marcus wasn't playing well. Now that we're kind of seeing the glimpses back, we're seeing some no-huddle stuff, I'm kind of getting back to the, all right, bring on anybody mode. Uh, so it, it begins and ends with Marcus. As long as he's playing well, uh, this team can, can hang with anybody. Um, and I, Okay, maybe not anybody quite yet. I, I don't know that they can go to Foxborough and win. I don't know that they can go to Pittsburgh and win, but I think they could give both teams a pretty good game if Marcus is on. Um, and, and maybe even more important than that, the Titans are just built to run the football. If they can do what they did tonight, even a fraction of that, if they can control the game physically from the line of scrimmage, uh, then I'm not going to count them out of any ball game. Yeah, absolutely, and like you said, that, that's what we've been—that's what we've been waiting for. That's what we thought we were getting at the beginning of this year. I mean, we, we knew there were going to be questions about this team, but we thought, man, they got Marcus Mario, they got an offense. You know, things are gonna th- things are gonna be okay. And that, that was what it was so disheartening in the middle of the year. All right, so coming up here in just a sec, we'll talk about the defense and kind of what their night looked like. All right, so. You know, we spent all this time talking about the offense, and there, there's a lot, obviously, to say about them. But, but this defense, man, they stepped up in the second half, and they have really been, you know, they haven't gotten enough credit for what they've done this year. Now, obviously, they, they've had some rough games, uh, no doubt about that. But, you know, for the most part, they have kept the Titans in pretty much every game, have given them a chance to win, uh, stood up on a, on a, in a couple of tough places tonight. Um, you know, and you saw, I mean, they got, they got, they did get some help too. I mean, I think Tyreek Hill dropped like six passes. Um, they had a big one to, to Tyreek Hill at the beginning of the game that he dropped. Um, but you know, they, they hung around, they, 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 even when, you know, the Titans were down 
as much as they were. They they kept them in the game. They kept getting off the field, getting the ball back to the offense. And, and you know, I mean, you can't say enough about the just the job I think that Dick LeBeau has done with his team and the job that he's done to dial up pressure at the right time. You know, early on in this game, it was a, a lot of three-man rushes, which were frustrating me a little bit. But late in the game, they were able to get pressure. Alex Smith struggles when he's pressured. I mean, that was, that was the thing people talked about all week. So, you know, the, the defense once again came to play. It was, it was kind of a rough first half, but they didn't give up anything in the second half. And, you know, w- without that, the Titans wouldn't have had an opportunity to come back. Game changed when Kelsey left. Uh, sure. it, their offense changed. Uh, I, I think I – I don't know. He, he's such a mismatch that the Titans really had to account for him. So when he left the game, things got a lot easier. Uh, but honestly, I thought they went away from Kareem Hunt, and, and that was a guy that I pointed to that said, "Hey, this guy's gonna kill us." Uh, so and I was I was really interested to see their, you know, they they attack the edges, they attack with, with those wide receiver screens, uh, you know that I, I I didn't I was not a fan of how Kansas City attacked this game plan. So uh, Chiefs fans are are probably upset, very rightfully upset tonight. Uh, about how Andy Reid went about things. So uh, I, I thought the Chiefs kind of beat themselves. There's no reason that they should have been shut out in the second half. So uh, things were going well with Hunt, and, and I'm not sure why they went away from him. But hats off to the defense. Uh, adjustments were made, uh, just like we've seen all year with Dick LeBeau. Uh, we, we questioned him at, at points throughout this year, uh, but there's no denying that this defense carried this team over the last month. Uh, so that that was good to see. That was unexpected, uh, but you know they're the reason the Titans are advancing in the playoffs. Yeah, and you can't say enough about the adjustments that he has made um, throughout the year in game. And that's been one of the criticisms we've had of the offense, right? You don't see that from them. Um, but the, the defense has continued to make adjustments in game. They, they've done a they've done a great job with that. And yeah, I, I mean, you said it before. Um, you, you know that, that Jonathan Cyprian earned his contract tonight um, because he was the one that knocked Travis Kelsey out of the game. And, and listen, you hate to see that. I mean, I mean, it's always a scary thing when you see a guy get up and he, and he can't stand up all the way. Um, you know that that was that was a, a thing, and you, and you hate it for a guy. I mean, a guy that's such a big part of their offense to, to go out like that in a playoff game. Um, but you know what? Like they they came to play. They 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 stood up when they had to, um, and. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we, we we've talked a lot about you know what they still need. They need a pass rusher. Uh, you probably need another cornerback. But where Ty Smith? That dude <laughs> is good. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, wh- where's he been all year? Um, it, it seems like maybe they they should have run him out there bef- before they did. And and you know he he kind of I guess he he kind of leapfrogged Bryce McCain on the depth chart. It seems like when. Uh, when when LaShawn Sims went down but I mean he was the guy that at one point you know they tried a deep shot to, to Tyreek Hill and Ty Smith's running step for step with him um you know he he's made some plays and so I mean always always good to find a guy like that him and Eric Walden Eric Walden is a guy that you know was a, a late into the offseason signing um a guy that had a big year last year uh you know but it had kind of some um yeah, I guess some some tough years before that, and a lot of people pointed to his numbers last year. Where basically, I remember a Pro Football Focus guy telling me that basically there was no way he could sustain his success from last year because the percentage of his pressures that resulted in sacks was unsustainable. And yeah, he didn't have the same sack 
numbers this year. They did last year. But when you when you have a team that has Derek Morgan and Brian Arakpo, and that's it on the edge, um, guys that and guys you know Derek Morgan missed a couple of games with an injury. So I mean you know guys that that have had some injuries throughout their career and are, and are getting up in years. They had to have another guy that could come in and play, and it was pretty clear that that Kevin Dodd couldn't do that. So great signing uh, from John Robinson to bring Eric Walden in, and you saw him making plays tonight. You saw him running guys down. Um, been a, been a valuable part of this team, and a guy that I would hope that they would be able to bring back next year. Again, you don't want him. I, I'm not saying we wanted to be one of the you know one of the stars on the edge or whatever, but it would be good to to have him back in, in kind of a similar similar role to what we've seen this year. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, that was a guy that the Titans absolutely had to have. Uh, they they made me a nervous wreck waiting as long as they did to sign that third rusher because that meant you were going to rely heavily on Kevin Dodd, and that would have not ended well at all for anybody. Um, so, yeah, I, going back to the secondary, I'm pleasantly surprised Tyreek Hill did not torch the Titans tonight. I, I was fully prepared for that. Uh, you saw it in the first drive. You saw him get behind Adore Jackson. Luckily, he dropped it. The The throw was a little off. Uh, and he couldn't adjust to it. But Tyreek Hill did nothing down the field tonight. And I was really, really concerned about that. So um, Adore Jackson probably needs to uh, chill a little bit. He's He's got to get his head on straight. He's making some, some daring plays in the punt return game. And it, it almost ended up costing the Titans. Uh, it's kind of shocking that it didn't. Uh, Kansas City missed a field goal off that muffed punt. But uh, that that would have been the difference in the game. So that that's one thing that the Titans have to clean up going forward. Yeah, and you're absolutely right about that. And, again, we, we, we've kind of had this conversation a couple different points this year. It's so weird that we're talking about Dory Jackson – being behind his special teams play, being behind his corner play, um, you know, and he's missed tonight. But I mean, I, I think we all thought, look, we're getting a dynamic return man, and, and it'll take maybe a, you know half a year, a year, whatever, for him to get up to speed as, as a corner. But he's going to come in and make an impact in, in the return game right away. And he's had issues with that all year, um, not catching punts that, that he should absolutely catch. And yeah, I mean that that could have been a, that that could have been a killer right there if, if you know if they don't miss that field goal. Um, a punt's absolutely got a fair catch. I don't understand what because uh, it was so bad. Like when I saw it live, I was like, "Did the guy, you know, you like give him the chance to catch the ball?" But then like, they go back and show it, and it was obvious. I mean, Dory Jackson just couldn't like get barely got to the ball and then dropped it, and the guy was right there on top of him. And there's no reason not to to fair catch that ball. So yeah, you got to see some of, some of that stuff. And again, like you said, you're 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 lucky that that's not something that that costs you the game there because in, in the playoffs, typically, especially with a team that plays with this small of a margin of error, uh, you you can't overcome those types of mistakes. But you know, all in all, the the secondary. I mean, I don't know. Like the, the defense has been so much better this year than I thought they would be. And not to say they haven't had their issues, and not to say that whoever the Titans play next week, whether it be the Patriots or the Steelers, whoever it is, is going to is going to terrify me just because <laughs> I'm not sure what you know. I mean, we saw like in the Pittsburgh game, especially when they went to that short passing game, the Titans were done. They had no answers for it. Um, but you know, we thought coming into the year, look, this is going to be a team that's going to have to score 30 points a game to win. And, you know, they had, they haven't done that all year. We're like, all that to say we knew the defense was going to have issues. Um, and, and so hopefully they've, you know, gelled enough that they can, you know, again, just keep a game close next week. <laughs> you give Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry a chance to get to the fourth quarter, and we've seen how well that works out. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, who would you rather get? Would you rather get Pittsburgh and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, or would you get, rather get Tom Brady and the Patriots? That's the million-dollar question. Uh, I, I'm not sure there's a good answer there. Uh, both teams are outstanding, obviously. Uh, but me and you were talking earlier. I mean, I, I think I prefer the Patriots. Yeah, and this, this is the kind of thing that, you know, we're, we're going to have this conversation now. It's going to you know, come back to bite us, right? Yeah. Um, like when I, I tweeted Ty Drop Hill uh, during the fourth <laughs> quarter, I was like, great. They're going to, you know, hit a 60-yard bomb to him, and, and I'm going to have Chiefs fans killing me. But, um, yeah, I mean, right now we, we saw the issues that the Titans had against the Steelers. And, um, you know, now not sure of Antonio. They, they've said that they think Antonio Brown will be back. Um, but I mean, obviously, without Antonio Brown, I think I'd rather get. I think I'd rather get the Steelers. But yeah, I mean, I don't know that offense. Their offense, honestly, the Steelers' offense at home scares me more right now than the Patriots. And again, that's probably a really dumb statement. Uh, the fact that the Patriots have Tom Brady and and, and just the the history there and the the home atmosphere and all that stuff. But I don't know. I, I just I, I feel like the Titans might have a better chance uh, against the the Patriots. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I, neither, neither answer I don't think is good, and I'm not gonna feel. I'm not gonna feel good going into either game. But bottom line is, man, it's just awesome to be talking about football for another week. Um, you know, we're gonna keep doing this podcast throughout the off season. But you know, the longer we can extend before we have to start talking about mock drafts and free agency in in the draft and all that kind of stuff, the longer we can wait before that happens, the better it is. And it's been, like I said, it's been a long time since we've been able to have these conversations uh, about the Titans. And, you know, it's been a long time since they've just been in the playoffs. They're really talking about a playoff win. I mean, you got to go back to, what, was it 2004? Something like that. I think Terry was like 12. <laughs> so, um, you know, like it, it's just it's, it's just good to be here, and we'll just we'll watch next week and enjoy. And, hey, you never know what can happen. I mean, you get in the playoffs, you get a quarterback playing hot, you never know what can happen. I was 11, actually. There you, uh, go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it's great to see. You know, we talked about playoff experience, and, and you know, we kind of just – assumed one and done and, and that's on us but uh playoff experience you get a playoff win experience you know that, that's a big deal big deal for this franchise big deal for marcus Mariota. you know he's one to know in the postseason you know you see so many of these quarterbacks uh that are great through the regular season that can't win a postseason game marcus has already got that monkey off his back so uh that's a big deal to me uh like i said throughout this whole podcast the bigger deal to me is this run game it's got me so excited uh i'm I'm pumped for whoever they get next week i'm pumped to see if they can continue the success on the ground absolutely so anyways that'll pretty much do it for us tonight terry unless there's anything else that we need to hit on no uh we're gonna we'll go ahead and post this tonight so we'll be back on tuesday to preview whoever the titans get yeah, yeah. So we'll have we'll have a lot more, obviously, at that point to talk about, and um, you know, we'll and we'll also talk a little bit about Mike Malarkey and his job and stuff because there, there have been reports on that, but we'll kind of save that for another day. Um, but just some interesting stuff that he said post game. So check us out uh, on Tuesday. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Like I said from the beginning, MusicMiracles.com. Terry and I write for that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. Terry is at T Lambert FB. Um, subscribe to the podcast we're going to be we'll have three more episodes this week heading into next week's game so check us out there and we will talk to you next week so for terry this is jimmy saying or talk to you later on this week for terry this is jimmy saying thanks for listening to locked on titans and go titans and a playoff win it, it feels really good